Welcome to Zebra's Popcast, short, inspiring, and informational segments pulled from our weekly furniture refinishing podcast, Zebra's Before and After. Today's podcast features a segment from Season 4, Episode 3. Our guests were Julia with Creative with Sense, Karen with Emporium K Designs, and Amy with Panolo Designs. The topic was choosing the best medium for your pieces. Enjoy. Refinishing has many facets and so many steps to get from the before to the after. (laughs) One of the characteristics of excellent refinishing is the ability to choose the right paint type or medium, whether it's like the paint or the stain or any other additives or anything you want to add to the piece itself. So many choices to choose from today and many of those choices produce phenomenal results. It's always beneficial to hear the processes others go to or go through when making those decisions. Panelists, we are eager to hear how you all choose the right medium. Share your decision-making processes and what helps you to make the right choices. Um, I'd be interested to hear the other two ladies. Um, When do you decide not to paint, even if it's just a section of um, a piece of furniture? Oh, I can I can answer that one. If the wood grain looks really nice, I will try to preserve it um, if I can. Um, and then I would use like a stain or a top coat just to have that wood, you know, pop through. Um, but yeah, I try to preserve some piece of, of the wood if I can. Mm. I think it definitely enhances the piece, doesn't it? Yes, yes. Yeah, I agree with you, Julia, because I try and do something that's still wood on every piece I do, and especially if it's the top. Like, I'm always, I'm such a sucker for a wood top that if I can preserve the top, it doesn't always happen, but if I can preserve the top, um, I will. And, like, I, I think about that dresser of mine um, that we were just talking about. Like, I was so you know, strong about preserving that wood top. It was gorgeous and wanting to stain it. But, you know, sometimes the pieces make the decision for you. You may have a vision, but sometimes the pieces end up telling you what to do. And in that case, it was like paint the top. Yeah. It's very disappointing when you have to make that choice, when you really want to save something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That is so true. I am... My current piece that I'm working on now, um, this week, it's a table and the tabletop, um, when I received it, um, it did, it, I don't know if someone sanded through the veneer, uh, but it's just not, it's not there. And so my, my client said, you know, I wanted to have this whitewash and I'm looking at the top and I'm like, there, the grains go in every which direction. Like (laughs) that's going to be a mess. And so I was like, this actually needs a new top. And so I had to purchase more veneer for the top. So that's what I'm going to be working on in my stories this week um, Mm -hmm. is putting an actual new veneer top. And I've never done Mm -hmm. that before either, but (laughs) we're going to go for it. So um, I went to Woodcraft and talked to the guys there and they gave me all the tips and pointers. And then I hopped on YouTube and did my research there. So I'm, I'm feeling confident that um, that this will this will turn out nice for her, and then put that top on, and then add a stain. She wants um, she wants general finishes Java. Have you guys used that before? Yes, yes, yes. I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I haven't used it before, so I'm excited to see how it turns out. It it can get a bit messy, but it is worth it. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't let your kids anywhere near it. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know about you guys, but a lot of times when I get a piece, like it tells me right away. Yes. Yeah. Like what it wants to be done. Like there are some pieces that speak nothing to me and they sit in my garage for months and months and months. But there are some pieces right away that's like, oh, this color, this stain top, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, and right away there's the vision. Like, so a lot of times the pieces tell me the, the medium. And do, do you, um, do you guys ever, um, choose a particular brand of paint depending on the piece or is it just what colors you have in, at hand? Um, a lot of times for me, it's just the color. If it's, but if, especially if it's speaking like a certain color to me yeah, and I'll yeah. research, like I have, like I have about four to five of my favorite paint brands. So I usually stick within those and then I'll go and I'll look through, you know, all of their colors and then find mm -hmm. the one from those paint brands that is as close to what I'm thinking of for the piece. Yeah. That that sounds like heaven, four to five brands. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Karen, where do you where do you find your paints at? Um, I have a um supplier about half an hour away. It's um it's a carpentry store and they stock um general finishes, which I okay. believe comes from Wisconsin. I think that's where, where they're based. I think so. Um, yeah. But the the problem there is they don't ship in the colder months, I believe, because it can't the temperatures can't dip below, I think, four degrees and then the paint hardens. So oh there's goodness. only, um, I think, what is it, six months of the year I can buy paint and then the other six months I have to stock up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you have to stock months. up then. Yeah. yeah. So you, you guys are really lucky with all the, the different brands and um for for everything, like whether whether it's you know stains or paints mm -hmm. or top coats or you know all everything. Maybe I should move. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe somehow we need to start a little shipping thing to Karen from. <laughs> yes. I was thinking the same thing. We gotta yeah. ship some stuff to Karen. Yeah, put it. <laughs> Put a goodie yeah. box together and yeah, ship you, it off to you, Karen. Yeah, we need to get a Definitely. crate, a crate of stuff to Karen. Yeah. <laughs> that that sounds really good. <laughs> oh, yeah. And do do you guys ever add anything to your pieces, like um, you know, metal edges or moldings, or do you ever do decoupage or anything like that? I haven't gotten into that yet. Um, I'm. I would, I would like to learn. I, I just don't know how, you know, I would, I would love to try. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I used to use moldings a good bit and I've just, you know, sometimes you go through phases yeah. of using things on furniture. And in the beginning I used to put moldings on every piece of furniture. Um, and just over the years I've just kind of gone away from that kind of style and I just go paint now. That's it. Just paint. Yeah, I've never done like a transfer or even, I, I suppose I could say I, I've done a stencil, but that was on like the side of a drawer. Yeah. I just finished yesterday. I did a, I redid my bedside table that I did like 15 years ago. And over the last few years, the veneer started bubbling and, and coming up. So um, I decided to remove that veneer and redo that table. And I just tried Would You Bend 
for the very first time to add just a little detail of molding around the perimeter of the table. And that was really fun to use. I loved it. So I can see myself, you know, using that, that would you bend product um, in, again in the future. That was a neat medium to use mm -hmm. and very easy. To, and it was very easy to use. I've seen um, some people online use the, is it um, hot glue gun molds? I've seen that oh, too. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To, yep, to make, yep, to cast new pieces, yeah. I've had to add trim to, like, fix a piece. Um, but other than that, I haven't had to, I haven't tried the wood you bend or the hot glue gun. Yeah, I haven't used the hot glue gun method, but I have used, like, that amazing... Yep, the, the mold the, putty. The, the mold, mold and resin kit yep. to mm -hmm. recreate trim pieces that were missing. Yeah, yeah. that's what I used, yeah. Yeah. I have a question for you guys, and I hate asking it because I feel bad for Karen. <laughs> so I'm going to ask it, Karen. I'm so sorry. But my question is this. You know, Amy, you mentioned that you have, like, about four four paint brands that you use that you gravitate to. Like, You know, and, and this, this question probably is for, for maybe a new person, but, like, how do you know, like, how did you know to choose those four paint brands? How did you get to that point, uh, and I say that, Karen, because obviously you're limited on what you're able to, to get, have access to. But, you know, especially here in the United States and, and even Canada, you know, you have a lot of opportunities. There's so many different paint brands out there. And then you see so much on, on Instagram, right? So you're looking and you're like, oh, wow, that's really, that turned out great. Like, do you add that to your repertoire of paint? Like, how do you go about that process? Well, for me, it started out like my first year in Panolo. I was pretty much just using fusion mineral paint. I, I was introduced to that paint by a fellow refinisher and I absolutely loved it. I loved how it went on. I loved how it top coated. Um, and so I pretty much stuck to that for my very first year. And then in my second year, one of my goal was to try, I made a goal that to try some new paint brands, um, just to branch out and try some others. One brand that I tried was exclusively like a chalk based paint and that I did not enjoy using as much. Um, and, but then as I would hear other refinishers talk about their experiences with brands. And then I knew that maybe the mineral paint was more for me because that's what fusion is. So then I started trying other brands that were mineral based. And, um, so I, you know, then I started gravitating towards like a melange and, um, you know, that kind of paint. Yeah. And there was a couple more that I really liked too. And, and then I was doing a piece last summer and the color I really wanted was by um, General Finishes. And I've always used their top coat, but I've never used their paint. But it threw me because it said it was a milk paint. And I'm not like one for the chippy milk paint look. But So I reached out to a fellow refinisher and she said, oh, no, you will love it. Because it's it says milk paint, but it does not perform like a milk paint. You will absolutely love it. So I went and I picked up the color. 
that I wanted to use on this piece. And I loved it. I did. So that became another go-to brand that I found very easy and very um, lovely to use as well. So that's kind of how I found the brands that I liked you know, to use the most was I, I made it a goal one year, you know, branch out, try a few brands and, you know, by branching out, um, that that's how I found the ones that I liked and the ones that didn't work as well for me. So yeah, that's helpful. So it sort of unfolded with, uh, with time. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Julia and Karen, would you guys say the same thing? Similar experience? Um, I, I guess I originally um, had tried chalk paint like Amy and I just, it, it just, I knew it wasn't a paint for me. I find it quite difficult to work with. Um, and I'd heard of um, the general finishes milk paint and I had gone onto YouTube and looked at people working with um, milk paint. And I, the, the idea of chippiness, I, I didn't think was going to be for me. Um, but I wanted a, a classic flat finish, but I gave it a go and I just love milk paint. It's, um, it's not a chippy milk paint. It's a very smooth finish. Um, but I know that's the paint for me. I also do like the mineral paints from, from Fusion as well. It's a slightly more matte finish. So I guess it depends on the kind of finish you're looking for. But I'd say I definitely gravitate towards the, the milk paint. It's, it's got a um, degree of self leveling in it. Um, so even with perfect smooth brush strokes with the brush, the, the self leveling paint just adds that extra finish. They, I just feel they, they work really well together. Julia, what about you? Yeah, I agree. Um, I started using uh, chalk paint and just had so many problems. I don't know if some of you guys followed me way back when I was trying to paint um, a trunk in chalk paint and it was just so streaky and I couldn't figure out why and you know just troubleshooting and um I ended up ended up painting it um a whole different color with mineral paint and loved it and um I've always I've always stuck or leaned towards the mineral paints um I've tried the milk paints and I love them too just because they they kind of do what they want you know um so I do like those as well um but yeah, I do love the mineral paints and um, I love the leveling yeah. aspect of them. And just, I do like mm -hmm. a smooth, clean finish. Um, so yeah, so I'll, I'll probably always lean on them. Yeah. Have any of you guys ever switched paint types during a project? Like where you started uh, using one paint type and you realized this is really not the right paint for yeah. this particular job? Yep, I did. Um it was a buffet, probably like a year ago now, I did a big, like, it was almost like a cobalt blue buffet. And I started out and it was a chalk-based paint. And it was my piece that I was going to try this new paint brand. It was, like I said, it was one of my goals. And I just, oh, I had troubles with the chalk paint. And I'm one that likes the clean, even finish. And I just was not mm -hmm. getting that. And, um... And I found it was being hard to, t I couldn't top coat it because it was, you're supposed to maybe wax that more than top coat it with 
mm-hmm. you know, poly, I don't know. Yeah. But so I did, you know, three fourths of the way through that piece, I just sanded it back down and I started over with another brand and kind of matched the color as close as I could. Um, but yeah. And that's kind of when I knew, yeah, the chalk paint isn't, isn't right for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a much heavier paint. I, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I think Julia, you may have said this, it just, it, you know, this, it's just streaky. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. So. Uh, J- Julia, can I ask, um, would you recommend now that you, you seem professional in your, um, high gloss and lacquer paint? <laughs> uh, <laughs> would you recommend, um, that's a, a, a type of paint to try? Um, yes. I mean, yes, to try. Now, granted, it is, it's expensive, but it? if that's, but if that's something that, maybe a client wants or you want for yourself as a piece to keep yeah. definitely um definitely you to try yeah um the leveling on the oil um paints is awesome yeah. um i did a small reel on how like how, just brushing it and um you could just watch it level right right oh, wow. you know, on the camera and it just it just came out yeah. so good yeah I, I have to say, I just love the, I love the high sheen quality of, of the, the lacquer finish. I just think it's beautiful. Yeah. It's very beautiful. Very, very luxe. Very, yeah. very, very pretty. Yeah. <laughs> so that paint you could brush, Julia? Yes. Oh, so, wow. um, I would have assumed yeah. that that had to be like a, you know, spray only. Well, the, I definitely got practice with this last piece that I did, which is in Jade and, um, Oh, I've been following that one. <laughs> did you see that one? Yeah. It was color matched in Jade. And that one required, um, because the, the details on it, that one required a lot of hand, you know, brushing yeah, okay. and, um, all the squares and rectangles, um, you know, going back over yeah. those. Um, so yeah, I brushed, all of that, the doors and the sides by hand. And, um, it just, it, it leveled so nice. Oh, cool. Yeah. So you can, you can use a brush. Okay. Yeah. You got a beautiful finish, beautiful finish. Yeah. Zebra, zebra brushes work great on that, by the way. Yes, yeah. they do. Yes, they do. I agree. I no, agree. That, Julia, man, yeah. that, that piece, that Jade piece is, incredible i mean Thank how long you. did it take you to do that i mean that's that's a lot of work but i tell you what it's really stunning that one also took a lot of time well i'm just like um karen and amy i collected all the pieces at one time in the summer and then primed all of them and sanded them and got them ready for the paint so that when i called the company in pittsburgh to um to send the paint to me i was ready so i ordered it all in bulk like what i needed the different colors she requested and um just worked on them you know until they were till they were done so the navy piece was first or the pink piece was first navy piece and then um this green piece so the green piece was the the big finale and um, amazing julia she has all of her lacquer pieces that she wanted now and she's like i'm kind of sad everything that i wanted is done (laughs) (laughs) but um it took it took like three months to do but that's also i'm you know working full-time and then the kids and then just regular life and then 
you know, working, you know, on these pieces is definitely a labor of love. Like it's, it just came out. So I'm so happy with it. Um, and then she wanted like, um, the back of that Jade Hutch to be, um, fabric, um, from Sheila Bridges designer. Um, it's the, um, Harlem toll twill, um, fabric. And it just, it just peeks through and then it reflects off of that off the shelves and it just it's so pretty it's so pretty so i'm glad that um she has that you know beautiful statement piece in her uh dining room now to uh to show off so yeah yeah boy it does have a reflection doesn't it it's it so does deep. oh beautiful well you guys you guys truly amaze me uh with uh all the work that goes into these pieces and then everything else you have going on and uh, it's just phenomenal so but it's you know it's so beneficial to glean from others hearing you guys discuss your processes and what works for you is extremely helpful again congratulations Julia Karen and Amy you all have tremendous talent and are so important to this community we hope you enjoy the rest of your refinishing day Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks very much, Lane. Thank you so much, Lane, for having us. Friends, today is March 1st, 2023, and we have exciting announcements, which really are opportunities for you. We are proud to launch a new monthly contest that we mentioned a few weeks ago called Zebra Staging. We have partnered up with Jen and Amanda of the Vintage Sisters. They will be our monthly judges for this new contest. For March, any furniture piece you have staged from January 1st, 2023 through March 31st, 2023 will be allowed in this month's contest. All you need to do is simply use the hashtag ZebraStaging. Jen and Amanda will review the hashtag the 1st of April and choose three winners. The winners will be chosen based on the effectiveness of the staging and this covers the quality of the piece refinished, how the pieces are staged with the particular style of furniture presented, and last but not least, the quality of the photography. If you want to learn more about staging, make sure you go back to a recent podcast episode 51 entitled The Art of Staging. The three winners will receive a special framed award, zebra paintbrushes, and appear on our podcast to be interviewed by Jen and Amanda. Also, those three winners will co-judge with Jen and Amanda for April's staging contest. Also, now that the 2022 International Zebra Golden Brush Awards have concluded, by the way, congratulations to the nine category winners. Amazing work. Well, we are back at our monthly contest, The Zebra Review, and this month's category theme is Hutches, and our featured judge for March is Lauren Schwachina with Portland Road Living. If you have refinished any hutch from January 1st, 2023 through March 31st of 2023, simply use the hashtag ZebraHutches. Lauren will pick her five favorites, then the remaining three judges, Jen with Perfectly Imperfect Furniture, Katie Cloud with Katie and Company Home, and Katie Scott with Salvage by K. Scott will vote out of Lauren's selections to choose the three winners. This month's prize sponsors are Shacto Interiors Milk Paint, D. Lawless Hardware, Surf Prep Sanding, and Zebra Painting. The winners will appear on the podcast and be interviewed by Lauren. We are always so appreciative when we hear from you, our valued listeners, on how much you enjoy the podcast. Well, we are getting ready to begin Season 5. In fact, March 15th will be our debut. We are continuing many of the podcast segments that so many of you have enjoyed, as well as adding a few new ones this season. Make sure you tune in on Wednesday, March 15th. Thanks for listening to the Zebra Popcast and Podcast. Until next time, happy refinishing. <laughs>